right, dude. We are live at the time of this recording. I'm Dave Martinez, and I'm here with Chewy Martinez. And this is the Dave and Chewy in Houston podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, uh, how y'all doing out there? Hope everyone's doing good. Um, I don't know where we're jumping at with today's podcast first. Um, anything? On yeah, let's your put mind? them right. Let's put them right into the action. Let's talk about relationships at the gym. Okay. Let's talk about you know the trying to stay stoked for you with all the training and where yeah. that's leaving you. Uh, let's start off there and then see where we continue. But I want to talk a little bit about culture too, music, okay, uh, sports. <laughs> We're gonna travel. You know, this is this is our time to. To talk about all the things that have been circulating through your mind this past week. Yeah. So, to kind of preface what this podcast is is about to new listeners, this is the climbing podcast that is barely about climbing. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the whole thing that we're going for is talking to the people, the characters behind the climbers, behind just the everyday Houstonian that we come across and so uh, I'm excited yeah yeah um I kind of dropped you off in like deep water <laughs> you like trying to paddle away so, yeah uh I mean like Dave said more so um a, a little bit about climbing a lot not about climbing um you know partially getting to know each other during these podcasts, uh, letting you guys get to know us. That's right. Um, you know, maybe interviewing some people from the gym one day over here and, uh, you know, getting to know you guys, you know. I think you uh, you stated it very well and it was like, well, that covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, let's get into it. Um, you wanted to talk about climbing. And one of the most relevant things in the climbing gym sphere is the people that do the climbing, right? And so... Because it is pretty uh, small niche, you know? Um, it is a small community. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, we were going to talk about, like, I guess, dating in the, in the climbing gyms or in gyms in general. Yeah. Um, like, I just feel like you date someone, you might have... Uh, not so great breakup and like how, you know who, who who keeps the gym in the breakup you know <laughs> sure. you guys both kind of share it does one person end up you know deciding to get a membership somewhere else cause uh <laughs> I mean here in Houston how many climbing gyms are there and, for, and two three oh, I don't really gosh. know Right, but but here's the whole thing. You're looking at it from the perspective of relationships not being Negative. able to be fluid, right? <laughs> and at the same time, we meet so many people. We get to interact with, with people not only on a rock climber basis, but if you do any sort of, you go out eating with them, yeah, or you yeah. go on a trip with them, you get to see them when they're um, not you know, performing to the world. And 
It's cool, man. For sure, for sure. Um, it's just one of those things where, like, man, I, I enjoy my climbing gym. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if I would want a, another one if, you know. And the peaceful space that that exists, that right? exists there, you know, because that's I mean, and even for relationships that that don't end bad, it's still like, man, there's my ex over there, type of deal. Yeah. Um, and that's just the reality. That's the cost of. But doing that. That's true. But like you said, you know, at least you know you guys meet at the gym. You guys are both into working out, both active. Um, I feel like climbers have uh, are like mindedness as well. You say that, but I think climbers are way different, dude. I think that there's so many ways to approach the rock climbing. And I don't think everybody comes from a place of like pure joy. And I don't think anybody comes from a place of like pure like torture, but there's so many colors in between of how people approach movement at the gym I definitely get what you're saying there um, and I'm not saying like so many people are similar but already you know like I would say there's a fair like we met because we're climbing at the gym and we were doing yoga yeah so like right away two things in common and then it's like well what else might we have in common you know exactly and that's kind of where like you know this podcast kind of you know led to but it's like that's what I mean by you already have a couple commonalities. For sure, people were start. taking a chance on. Yeah. Uh, you see you see that spark in their eye, and you see it in yourself, and you want to disconnect with that. At least I do, it gets me really excited, motivated, yeah. pumped up. And it's always like, you know, it's always nice to ask Beta from people, and uh, you know, people asking Beta from you, and you just kind of, Showing them, you know, what you learned and vice versa, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it has a sharpening effect to the, because climbing is more, climbing at the gym is more so than just the, the rock climbing. So coming back to this whole thing, how do you move about these diverse relationships of closeness or casualness? That, that exists because it's a moving, living organism when everybody's out there rock climbing. Um, the way I like to view it is, man, we're in the same space. I want to say hello to you, you know, treat you like a friend because why not? It doesn't cost me anything and it makes me feel great. So um, any, you know, any chance that I can make, especially um, beginners or people new to the area feel welcome. It makes for a much more um, an easier start for, for those folks too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's just nice, you know, getting to meet new people. Because um, it's not always easy. I've been to in some rock climbing uh, groups where because there's a sacredness to the shared experience mm-hmm. of the tribe, there's a suspicion of outsiders and their agendas yeah. and the, the peace that exists. You know, no one wants to disrupt like their haven where they're having the greatest time ever. So I think it's a balance of learning how to, that person navigate their own personal feelings and then the world around them in that ecosystem. 
but you know that place rewards people that show up and and uh, show up to themselves I you know with uh, climbing too I do see like you uh, you see and feel results a little bit quicker than in other sports or like in traditional weightlifting um, where like you're working a move and maybe you know you can't get a move or complete a route and then in you know two three weeks what was really difficult is really easy and I think that's uh, a lot easier to notice and you don't have to measure as much you know uh, but like speak to that, that speak like just bringing it to the gym I want to get I want to hear more of your mindset right now versus when you started coming to climb at Silver Street mm. um, what that journey's been like where you're where it's left you at now and what you want to do so your mindset at the beginning now and moving forward um I mean for the most part I think it's about the same uh, I and it's more sh so you know just continuing to I mean going to the gym continuing to uh, I've focused on functional strength and then uh, climbing strength afterwards um, but it's just I I just see it as a because I used to lift weights more so and it's just more rewarding. Um, you, you see those rewards more, and then you get to and you, you will get to a point where you like plateau a little bit, and then breaking through it is uh, really nice. Um, and I think that's like I said, it's just more noticeable in climbing than in weightlifting. One of the things that I've seen in Chewy is his willingness to suffer and endure pain when it suits your objective of being active, you know? And so I've saw that where people were just like, man, I can't believe how he's able to just go day in, day out, um, Wearing, wearing certain stuff out to a certain extent, but still having an attitude of this is medicine to me, I must do this. And then seeing kind of a transition where it's like a struggle now to keep that same yeah. energy going. Yeah, as uh, I'm, Dave and I were talking a little bit earlier, um, I just feel like th uh, this past week particular, like my workouts have just been uh, subpar. I mean, we're only on day two of the week technically um, and I'm just like I feel like you know a little bit of some injuries uh, right now I think I might have a 8-2 pulley on my pinky I don't know if you can see how like swollen it is at the knuckle yeah so um, the, this inflammation in the knuckles this is something that I think doesn't get addressed that much yeah. uh, it might be just under the knuckle uh, oh, right, I see. Right I there. see. I missed it. Not the knuckles. I mean, the knuckles probably swap. It's the hole from like the base up. Um, so I've been dealing with that for like the last week and a half, maybe. Okay. Uh, two weeks. Um, along with any other nagging injury, I have toes have been really bad. Uh, but you know, I do do it to myself. Uh, climbing a lot. Um. But for this, like, I'm, I, for the most part, I feel like I'm used to dealing with the injuries. Um, more so, it's uh, more so it's mentally right now. 
there's uh, I feel like I have some things on my mind um, that I would really like to work out in a way or another and I just think I'm uh, being more effective mentally than physically although there I can't deny like the physical toll of you know I'm working out a lot uh, sometimes I'm climbing twice a day usually getting into workouts a day um, but uh, I could I could feel it more so mentally like on even like on Sunday I completed two projects and like was fairly excited about it but was still like I felt like I had a subpar day even though I completed which is kind of like where do you think that stems from which is kind of silly you know well it's not silly that's the way you felt um well like so I you know bodybuilders uh, people who work out a lot will develop some kind of uh, body dysmorphia at, at some point or, or sometimes yeah. so I feel like this may be a version of like climbing dysmorphia I don't know if that exists mm -hmm. um but like just kind of annoying you know uh because usually like if, if i would have got two projects in one day any other most any other day i'm i'm pretty excited about it um but like the next day i'm just trying to hit it just as hard if not harder um and i so just struggling like mentally and physically with the gym right now it's almost like Almost to a point of it becoming a little bit mundane. You're there uh, a lot. Although, I don't know if this is just like part of post-trip. I'm still trying to... depressed after we came I'm back still trying trip. to like get back into it. I feel like... I, and I knew I was going to feel slightly weaker yeah. in some areas. And I definitely am seeing that this week. We relax on everything while we're out there. Yeah. Like sleeping schedule, eating... Uh, but it was also felt relaxed, dude. I didn't have anything on my mind except yeah. having a good time, bouldering out there. And man, my my sleeping has been bad this week. Um, but I gotta get back to it. You know, or not. You know, depending on who you listen to. <laughs> no, no, I definitely gotta get back to that sleeping <laughs> stuff, man. That's, that sleeping stuff is sweet. <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest things in life, man. Yeah, dude. Culture. Let's talk about music. So you were like, ah. you were explaining to me something where you're kind of hesitant to listen, to lend your ear to the new music out there because you don't want to sift through. Um, I, do you know, trash. I just think there's a lot of bad music out there, man. And some of that is, uh, I wonder how much of that is just real and how much of that is like me developing into an old man. And That's like, a mindset. <laughs> That's a choice. Why, why call yourself an old man? Well, it, in like that sense of like, uh, like at some point, like your parents will only listen, mainly listens to a certain time frame of music. There, I don't think I don't feel like most parents really like listening to new music and older gener and just like it as a generational thing. So I feel like this is me, kind of um, playing that out, getting like in that you know, getting a little bit older, you know, <laughs> just not like 
don't even want to hear some of this new stuff that's out there. Like like you said, not giving it a chance. Yeah. Don't you want to be um, in touch to what your little kids, little grandkids are, you know, paying pay mind look, to? Man, man, my nieces and nephews are like five and like four, five, <laughs> and six or whatever. Um, I don't really care about hearing uh, what was that, the real famous one, Shark Do 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 Do. Did you ever hear that? Baby shark doo doo. Enough to get annoyed really quickly. Yeah. That's not yeah. happening at my so, house. So right now, like my nieces are like four, five, and six. I don't need to hear what they're listening to. <laughs> Fair enough. You know. But I'll take it there. I was listening to the Breakfast Club. I was listening to a bunch of stuff this morning. And they had the Migos on. The Migos, I believe, are a trio from Atlanta. They make hip-hop, and they've been doing it since, I think, the early 2000s. If that's incorrect, I apologize. That long. But they've been relevant, and not only relevant, they have Early 2000s sounds, sounds real early. I don't feel like they've been a, a, around that long, but, but, but continue, we'll, continue. We might take in the 10s, they were making moves okay. in the 10s, right? I think. <laughs> they were making them out to be like... Um, like Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. So, that's, if I, they were paying I, I them like that much just, respect, yeah. I was like, okay, well then. Because that's the thing. When you give attention to something and you make it a big deal, that's what makes it special. You know, and I'm not, I'm not <laughs> like I said, I'm not necessarily against it, but like, I don't know if I'm necessarily for it either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, but like I said, maybe I'm just, that's the age, that's the age in me kicking in, you know? <laughs> At some point, I just feel like you just stop listening to, to newer music. Um, and that's what we'll agree to disagree, <laughs> but it sounded like a tornado just kicked up for a second. I don't know what that was. <laughs> From but. the depths, man. And so, yeah, do you want to stay on music for a second? Do you want to talk we about... We can. Um, yeah, I let's mean, talk about what you like to listen to versus why you don't listen to something. <laughs> um, why I like to listen... Uh, no, not why, just what you listen oh, to. Oh, what I listen to. I, I don't know. Right now, I, I feel like uh, I listen to a fair amount of J. Cole still. I will say he's like the most... like. Relevant, like the newest relevant person, so I'm not like that old, you know. I think he made an album this year or last year. And uh, why did why did the voice of J Cole break through all this the noise and, and speak to you? I don't I don't know if he necessarily like broke through. He's just <laughs> been around for a while, you know. Okay. Uh, you think you were just more so a product of that era, and may, that's yeah, why you like the music. Maybe so. Maybe you know. It's not like. At the time when it was new to me, I was younger, so I was still in that young mindset of <laughs> listening to new music. I know when I was uh, listening to early Drake, I was like, okay, new music, what's yeah. up? The way that we find music is so radically different than at the beginning of when I was in high school. Like at that point, there was still like a scarcity of how like you could get the music. Um, you could go on some sort of shady website to get music, <laughs> <laughs> or you would have to listen on the radio. And now, since SoundCloud, since Bandcamp, since Spotify, these sort of 
things that revolutionize the way that we listen to things. It Spotify's the way that uh, most people listen to the podcast. Is that the people have asked me? Is, is that, that the, the only, only way? Well, uh, are I we think, anywhere else? Because I don't know these things. <laughs> All I know is for sure we're on Spotify. Okay, okay. <laughs> we, we might want to find out in you know How the near future if we're anywhere else. But right now, Spotify. we're on Spotify. <laughs> and I, I hope y'all listening. Enjoy. Yeah. We're, we're thrilled to be able to do this. It gets us excited. It makes... Um, it gives us a reason to ask questions and get to know people and put ourselves out there. You know, Chewie, you were you talking know? about that whenever... I think last episode we, we talked about Shannon. that. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't remember that very well. That wasn't that long ago, but uh, sounds about right. How did it feel to think, okay, we have a podcast. I think that this guy's a interesting character that we've met on the trip and I want to I want to take the chance and ask him to have an interview on the podcast what did that feel like just kind of flowed man just I mean it just felt right it just kind of flowed you didn't feel like there was any sort of internal hesitation to do that you're excited to ask no not really no just it just felt natural, flowed, and made sense. Um, going back to like, I mean, with the whole flow thing, uh, this week I do feel very out of flow in my training. Um, which is, God damn this chair. Uh, which is why uh, it's just been harder this week. I don't know if the mic's picking up the squeaks, but I got a squeaky chair right now and I'm trying to stop moving. And I feel like, you know, the more you try to stop moving, the more you move. (laughs) For sure. The more you think about the thing you're doing wrong, the more you can't think about anything else. And that's the the biggest challenge and the beauty of doing things one go, you know. And one day, hopefully in front of an audience, to have that ability to just speak from your truth, you know, from your inner voice to like if you fall just pick yourself back up with grace and just keep on going but that's one thing that i i I do enjoy about uh these conversations or this podcast with you is just feels very flowy Mm. um and that's how it felt with shannon just felt it just made sense um and when something makes sense it's kind of hard to fight it absolutely not impossible to you know i am on the slow side sometimes, but it's it's kind of hard to fight it. To see ourselves outside of ourselves, I don't know who says that, but it, it comes to mind when you can see your behaviors playing out, you're just like, oh, I'm just doing that thing I always do again. And sometimes when we see that, we can change it. Sometimes it's hard, dude. To change habits is hard. Like, right now, I'm um, doing a, uh, a candy fast. I'm not saying true, but just, like, processed candy. Yeah. Because there, there was a moment where I was just burning candy as fuel, man. <laughs> um, and that's too easy, but the, the consequences are severe for me. I feel the, the shakiness of the energy. And then 
the the multiple crashes throughout the day so what I'm focusing in right now is I'm eating beans quinoa like some avocado tomato different you know hummus different veggie type things mm -hmm. multiple times like maybe like five meals in a day but like pretty good size because if not I, I get hungry yeah I get hungry and I feel I, what I don't want in my life is drop-offs and what feels to be my blood sugar how have you felt this so you, you've been doing this for at least a week now and I've been I've been feeling great I've been making time not feeling tired at the end of the taking day. time to eat a real good lunch for yeah. me makes a difference not eating a candy bar to bridge between meals and just be like, no, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna go get something that I know I want to, is gonna be good for me. And I've been just as productive. So kind of adopting an attitude of how can I make my next move my best move? Okay. The way that you talk about. Yeah. Because I learned that from the trip when the car broke down, uh, the, the franticness that seems to come on when you just need to solve the problem. So just the act of you physically giving it everything that you got makes it feel that you're getting somewhere faster. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, I've kind of lost myself for a second. Um, what I, was I saying? We were uh, talking about Make you, uh, making your next move your best move. Okay. So when the car broke down, uh, it's just, you know, you can't do everything at once. You got to take everything one step at a time. And regardless of the situation you're in, you're there. doesn't really matter how you got there to a degree. You have exactly. to get out of that situation. And Absolutely. Do that just by making your next move your best move. And it's an every attitude time. thing. And so I think going back to the, the idea was that your next move sometimes is to just be patient for a moment and see how the game keeps unfolding. Yeah. Um, and not just, ah, you know, the the first instinct often cannot is not the, the best long-term strategy. The first mm -hmm. instinct is the first instinct. It could save your life. You may, yeah. That gut tells you something, this is what I got to do. But then if you get locked into that 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 mindset, then you can't change the game anymore. Yeah. I, I always am a big fan of, uh, of trusting your instincts, though, to, to a Absolutely. degree. You do want to... 100%. You know, make sure you trust that gut. Um, you've Speak gotten, to that. You, I mean, you've gotten as far as you have in life by listening to yourself to a degree. You could take advice from any person out there, but in the end of the day, you still gotta convince yourself to make that decision. That good advice could contaminate your mind, bro. Yeah. Um, so, I'm a, you know, just, you wanna trust your gut and at the same time, don't be afraid to necessarily question that decision. Do you, want, do you have an example that you could speak to, a story? to illustrate you know to the people off the top of my head not really man um, trust in your gut that's a very personal thing I feel like I've probably learned a lot of hard lessons by 
overlooking red flags or choosing to see reality and or a distortion of the reality exactly because yeah. it's i wasn't seeing reality but to me it was real it, it, yeah yeah it was it was your version of real yeah you know like i mean they say perception is reality so however you're perceiving things or choosing to perceive it becomes your reality and it's the only one that i can control exactly to a certain extent of what i can control um so i've read things and i've heard things of yeah you can't you can't expect the world to adapt to why isn't it the world here to nurture me and you know uphold me and be there for me and why does it have to be the other way around why do i have to be the one that has to grow and to to be the support for others and the thing is that we are the only ones that can control the character that we are the person that we are and once once you see that what you're putting what you're putting into the situation is what you're getting out then it's in our best interest to try to play the game better and the the way that we play better is to not is to find the balance between how to serve others, how to serve self. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how this dynamic between us and how we um, overcome the challenges of growth and personal stretching and the, the inevitable conflicts that will that will come up between us, you know, and how we resolve those things. Um, those are some things that you cannot predict. And in past relationships, I had a business partner. Um, we were doing a remodel and he just one day decided he didn't want to play the game anymore mm -hmm. and said, I think, you know, I try to put myself in his shoes. He was coming a, a distance, right? He was tired of it. He felt like, all right, I've shown enough face. I've done enough. I'm ready to find any excuse not to to keep going, right? And his mind just kind of checked out. And so one day he tells this horrible story to this customer, this lady, and now they can't be in the same place anymore. Right, and I'm stuck in the middle of how can I finish? How can I do right yeah. by the person that I'm hired to? How can I feel um, justified in my mind to just find find the grace to just stand up and just keep on reaching the completion of it? Because there was a time when it didn't feel like it was ever going to end. Obviously, in your mind, you knew that the job was going to end, but I was pouring all the all the profits of that job. I was pouring it into the completion of the various tasks that we still owed the lady. We did like legitimately. If I wouldn't have done that, we would. She would have all right to to sue us, right? Yeah. And I'm in the position. I don't want that to happen. I said, if you if you must sue then I can't stop you, you know, but if we can work something out where, where this job gets done to the quality that we're okay with, then we'll go. At the same time, dude, this kind of made me a slave to this lady. <laughs> I, I hate to use that word. That's incorrect, but um, that's the way it felt in my mind because I would just feel like um, a heaviness when I would go into that house and it felt 
it felt hard, dude. Yeah. You know, the energy in there was just so tense all the time. And there were so many obstacles um, that were overcome. At the same time, it gave me a lot of confidence for my future jobs because I knew that I had what it takes to resolve the problems I had never resolved before. Yeah. It's a process. It's that scientific method that you were talking about. Yeah, just you know, uh, adapting to the situation and try to do right, and whatever happens, happens to a degree. You know, um, it sounds like you got you you finished up there. Finished up. She was satisfied. Okay. I I suffered. Like I was not. Um, it sucked at the end for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made me a lot more guarded in the sense that I'm like that will never happen to me I will never put myself in a position where I can't um, like I feel like I'm just being drugged through the mud because someone is being a baby a bully you know was that the last job you did with that person yeah it was Um, I feel a forgiveness in the sense of it doesn't bother me to think it doesn't right now I feel flustered Mm -hmm. but I don't feel I don't think about this Um, it doesn't stick with me and it doesn't weigh me down the the money like I've moved past that now some time has gone on and um, some healing but but when you think back at it when I think back at it I felt like I got abused you know and there was never anybody to say like this is not allowed some people just don't play by everybody's rules you know so we had a joint account and he one day when all this is happening and the quickness does this move where he takes pretty much all the money in the account Mm -hmm. and then I and then so his credit was messed up and so I felt used because he wouldn't have been able to be in a position where he had an account unless my name was associated with it. Okay. And in my mistake, I um, I was like, well, yeah, like out of just deference to the age authority, I said, yeah, you can be the the person in charge of having final say on this account. Yeah. And that bit me in the ass, dude. Like it was so tough to talk to the people to figure out how to close this account, you know? Cause then it felt like, damn, like, you're just freaking dragging me through the mud. You're using me, dude, like to the highest level that you can. Uh, So ultimately I was able to talk to some real humans at the bank and they were like, yeah, like, no problem, we'll close it down. But that's where I've learned that I have to put up you know a few walls walls you got to be a little bit more guarded people don't necessarily have the best intentions i'm not it's much much prettier world when we when we embrace each other as brothers and sisters right but at the same time we don't know everybody's experience and who they really are yeah Uh, you know that just goes i I think back to that you know it's, it's tough to just put yourself out there man 
and that'd be you know and when you do that you so sometimes you gotta struggle and deal with some real consequences there um, but I'm glad you know situation got taken care of you're not it was set me up because he used to always bully me man right. he would always be like well if you know what to do then just do it you know what do you need me here for yeah. you know and I was like, I can learn. I can learn anything, you know? So the withholding of information to create a hierarchy between the people that can do things because they have knowledge mm -hmm. and the people that are are just unskilled so they get treated differently, I think is ridiculous, dude. I don't want that in any organization that um, I'm a part of, dude. Yeah. It's toxic. And the thing is, you, you set the culture from the very beginning, from the way that people reference each other and how we, how we interact, what's tolerable, what the rules are. At some point, those things will be decided just because it just sets itself up. If you don't do anything about a culture, some sort of culture will develop. And... A lot of times there's a lot of problematic elements that go unaddressed um, when that happens. Well, uh, you know, I mean, well, like you said, uh, it, it, it sounds like at least you have some ideas of what you're going to do with your company culture when you get to that point. And uh, the thing is, I'm only speaking from experience. Yeah. So just like the scientists could use the information from the past to try to predict the future. In a sense, we don't have all the information to know where this is all headed, what it's gonna be like to actually have a first employee. You know, because for me, the way that I've enjoyed working is not working too hard, but working enough to feel like I can take care of my responsibilities and go climb and adventure. That's yeah. at the core of it what I truly want. Meet the responsibilities and have enough to go adventure. Do you enjoy working by yourself? So what I enjoy about the working by myself is that I, I can just find the job, get the money, as soon as it's done, set everything down and take off. And so in my mind, I've never felt comfortable trying to have someone tagged along for that ride of just like the 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 intermittent the kind of on and off again work yeah does that make sense a little bit or how uh, can I make it more clear I think it's you enjoy the freedom of it the freedom of it and as soon as I have to take on any more responsibility and having another person is you're feeling like responsibility. Yeah. Well, that if you're working with them or partner with them, especially since you got. Especially if there's a, a dynamic where yeah. they're making money from the expectation of there being a job, then I want to have a consistency there. Because I would want, you know, otherwise, how are you going to get talented people to want to stick around unless they feel like they're being valued? And then you can't expect everyone to take vacation when you want to take vacation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's the that's the challenge because not everybody, no, almost no one lives 
that sort of lifestyle that I'm pursuing that's doing that work. Mm -hmm. Most people have a legitimate responsibility that ties them to needing to be making money on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, That's just uh, society, baby. (laughs) For you, you, I mean, the way you said it, it makes it sound like you're like, well, we choose to live these things, but at the same time, they are what we know and what comforts us, and it's what everybody around us does. And there's a comfort in knowing that you're part of. I mean, there's definitely a comfort in that you know steady paycheck, that yeah. uh, that nine to five. That your responsibilities are getting taken care of. But uh, sometimes it's, I prefer to str- to strive away from that. <laughs> Is that a luxury? You know, does somebody that... And it, I, here, I, I think here. it depends on the person. It, yeah. it, it definitely depends on the person. For some people, a nine to five, I think is very comfortable for them. For other people that like that nine to five it sounds dreadful speak to those people <laughs> to the dreadful people yeah um i mean it's those adventurous type people you know those uh people who may want you know want to work long enough to then enjoy their money and then continue working but like you said to a degree it is uh a luxury to and to think that way and at the same time I can see how it's not um, part of that freedom comes with not having as many responsibilities such as not having a kid if you had a kid do you think you would have the same mindset okay uh, so in a sense like not having a kid right now is kind of viewed as a luxury for you yeah. or for us yeah. uh, and but at the same time having a kid seems like a pretty awesome joy uh, yeah. that is to a degree unexplainable yeah uh, I can see that truly so I think it's nice to be able to explore uh, be able to live both lives yeah uh, but like when that time comes that time comes so like you know uh it's um I think both sides have their perk and it's just how you know cause uh if, like I'm pretty sure if you would've had a kid by now who's already three five years old I don't think you would regret it no how could uh, I exactly I would be a different person you would though. be a, a different person not willing to oh I'm gonna go <laughs> take off, bird off I, I'm gonna bird off and adventure off for like uh you know 10 days or whatever do you think that that culture can be established with the family I've seen it but you know you see one part of those Um, those families you see them when they're on the trip depends on yeah it depends on that you know uh, to a degree yeah but you can't take off as often unless you know you're taking off for work and then when you do that your relationship with the kid does seem to suffer and what about taking the whole family with you? 
Can you do that for for, for everything? No. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, like you know, especially like you take uh, athletes for example. Yeah. Can they really take their family on every trip? Especially you look at what baseball they play a hundred and eighty some games. But I'm talking uh, about like even for the for the yeah. everyday person who works a nine to five and. They gotta go fly to Seattle for some business meeting. Does it is it really uh, foreseeable to take the kids too? Kids got school, they got their own little responsibilities. You know, and to a certain extent, bro, that's the audience we're speaking to. It's Houston, yeah. a lot of it, and it's people with responsibilities, people that have others counting on them to some some to some degree. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm I'm in that boat with you though. I do see it as a luxury to not uh, have anyone necessarily counting on you. Mm. Like you know, I do uh, things for like my sister and stuff. But if I take off, I'm not solely responsible for her. You know, yeah. Someone exactly. else, she, she's she's gonna be taken care of and just you know. But uh, so how do you think you? that you would like to see yourself move in? Like if you have to go take a meeting in a different city or be away for- Like me as right now or me as, as right a family now. man? <laughs> so you right now- Oh, we were, I mean, I just take off and I go. I don't even think about it. <laughs> and then as a family man? As a, as a family man, I w would try not to put myself in those positions where I, I would have to travel a lot. Yeah. Um, or at all. Um, but that's easier said than done. Yeah. Sometimes you know you're working a job and you got you, you don't really have a choice. Uh -huh. It's either you uh, say no, and now you got other responsibilities or other worries. You got to think about like finding a new job <laughs> <laughs> so you could feed these kids. You know. Yeah. Cause kids got to eat. Um, or you, and they need you to be there too. And they need you to be there. Yeah. They sound like a pain, man. <laughs> I mean, but aren't you glad, you know, that you're here and that you had For people that parented you? For sure, you know. Um, kids one day, uh, glad I don't have any right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know much more on this subject. Yeah. Where should we wander to next? <laughs> I had a whole list of controversial topics. Did you? And we're gonna have to start. We're, we're gonna have to start writing stuff down. Well, I've been sending you voice messages. You have. And you know what would be so awesome? I'd be so thrilled if someone sent us an audio message through the podcast yeah that we could address and figure I figure it out I was, how to send it to us <laughs> I was starting to look on the app that I'm using I'm using anchor okay and it's associated with Spotify so I think that's why it makes it easy for it to go on Spotify mm. and a little bit more work to get on other platforms but the application allows for messages audio messages and then that can be responded to so on it Alright. That'll hopefully be a thing for next week. Let's pause for a second. Yeah.
recording. Top it, stuck. Stuck. Um, so we took a little pause. Uh, like I, I mean, I, I alluded to it earlier in the podcast, you know, to a sense, uh, I don't feel like I've been flowing very much. Um, and the reason that is, is more so just because I'm in my head about things. Um, and I consider myself like an overthinker. You know, I was kind of telling Dave, um, I'm not very good with uncertainty. We've talked about that. Um, I very much enjoy knowing and understanding things. So when I'm at where I'm at, where there's too many unknowns, I just, I just stay in my head for the most part. They've like noticed during yoga yesterday, you wanna speak to it? During yeah. yoga. Um, I'll speak to the yoga and I'll speak to the fact of the overthinking being something that's bigger than just you. I think that we can all get cycled into thinking we can think our way into happiness or out of our problems or how we're gonna resolve that issue relationship wise and it doesn't it just gets us stuck and so earlier we tangentially addressed it and now we're diving in directly to what does it feel like to be stuck when um, all of a sudden you're not performing this the way that you want to on the wall at home in business life etc and it seems to all compile at the same time it's a game of inertia like once you're stuck it feels like you're only getting more stuck and it's only once you start breaking out of that that you're tapping back into that limitless energy that I know that's in you and that you felt before Um, it's in all of us it's scary to be our full authentic self and not listen to the doubt that that somehow worms its way in there and that part of the so the way that one writer puts it in the rock warriors way is it's like the ego has a bunch of different serpent it's like a thousand serpent head and it rises up in different disguises but it's the same thing all the time and it's our job to slay that dragon identify it when it's popping up and and cut it down you know and it's just going to pop its head in a different location but that's what we're doing we're just trimming um trimming away the things that are telling us we can't be ourselves and 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 that voice that feels like it's our inner voice of acknowledging that that is not us but just the thought and that we can have a lot of impact on the thoughts that we have by what we're putting into our mind body the way that you sent me those motivational things at a certain point spoke to me we can't always use the same things maybe and have the same effect but tapping into something that reminds you of a inner strength of yourself that day speaks a lot to you addressing 
the thing that must be slayed within us, you know? And it's tough because every time it feels different, but it's the same beast. And it's important to to take courage that you got what it takes because at the end if it is in you then you can rip it out of you um, and keep on keep on moving oh yeah yeah for sure um and it's just you know right now just although you know like you you kind of actually you know what do you do when you feel stuck and for me personally it's not this uh, right now it's not more of a physical stuck but more mental um and I just, I just keep on going through the motions for the most part. Um, Where did they lose you? You know, why, why is it the case that... It's hard to say why, because then you're thinking again, right? But what was different when you were on your game versus now? What's different? Oh, it's just, it, uh, I'm planning on going to Chicago um, in a week or so. Um, I just think there are some things that I would like to do while I'm out there and I'm just I haven't decided how they're gonna go yet um, and my well I know how I would like them to go to a degree but I don't know the middle part and that not knowing of that middle part is what I'm thinking about. You know, How do you it's, find it's peace what is in the storm. Distracting me right now. And, um. Because you don't know how you're gonna land the ship. You just and, know that the ship is headed towards land at this yeah. moment. And I'm not like. I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. Um. Uh, but I'm more so. It's a delay, you know. Uh, to a degree, I can't do anything until the time comes. You have to be patient. And I got to be patient. And while I'm being patient, there's just wheels turning. Uh, I hear you. I've been in just a place like, like not, that. So, like, very not present, really. Although I'm here. Um, but not in that flow mode not in that flow state which I haven't I don't think I haven't like not been in a flow state in quite some time man uh, which is nice and it's kind of weird uh, and, and it's kind of weird thinking that man um, right now I, like off the top of my head I can't think of the last like I, the last time I just wasn't flowing it makes you appreciate the times that you were now, right? Now that you can see a juxtaposition to it, a different way that it could be. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely like, I, I, I know and understand the different ways, but I've just been so flowy that it's kind of, that, and it's not always like that, you know? I don't think, um, it's something that like I, began to develop at some point and where I was just like been really really flowy lately um, I probably like for a good stretch of period that I haven't been that flowy in a, in a long time I don't think like a true flow state is really intended to be for a long period of time either 
but more so like I but I feel like I've been flowing and transitioning between each flow so fluidly that it feels like one continue that it really just feels like one continuous flow and before we lose ourselves in in what is the flow to you what how does it transition from one thing to another how does it kind of showcase you, you being you, essentially, speak, what, I, what is this flow? Um, so like, uh, I mean, f like flow kind of just happens when you feel like you're just very naturally going through things, you're not really thinking about things to a degree and it's just happening, like time goes by less. faster, it's more enjoyable, um, Versus like when I'm not in flow, the time kind of stretches more. Um, so like specifically my workouts usually fly by more lately. They've been like... You're looking at the time. A, li a little... A little bit, yeah, but like... That's fine. Not... Uh, Something's going on. I mean, I'm all... To the, I'm, I'm looking at the time in both sense, in, in both senses. But it's not the same. Um, usually, like my, like I said, it just feels slower. I'm still checking the time. It just that time just feels like it's dragging. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like the past, you know, maybe three, I don't even know what day today is. Three or four days, three days. I haven't been. I've been out of flow. Do you feel like there's a moment you can identify where you felt the transition happen? Maybe between Saturday, Sunday. Do you think that anything was going Absolutely. on in that those days where, or is it just a changing of the cycle? Um. Maybe changing of the cycle, maybe like I, Cause it was tough for me coming back from that trip. I got depressed, dude. Uh, it was so much fun being out there. Let's let's bring it no, back no, to your ahead, story. No, let's bring it. Uh, stay on your story. I don't. I don't really know if there's a specific moment, but more so like somewhere around that time frame. Um, maybe it was. Uh, maybe these are like post fast feelings. You uh, were on fire during the fast. Uh, I can imagine it takes a toll. It must take some sort of... But, like, I've done extended fasts before. Can't remember that being why, like, I came out of, like, does uh, more stuck feeling. It's just more... I know certain things are coming up, and I'm just... Uh, I can't do anything until they come up. And I'm not sure how those things are gonna go. And so Which now means, you're in this space, even now, as you're speaking to it, as I'm you're still feeling the same sensations. As I'm like, as I'm speaking to it, I'm my like mind's just thinking about something else. Yeah. Like this is like autopilot, if that makes sense. Like, you, have you sure. ever like like driven somewhere and you don't really remember how you got there? I can tell. Yeah. Uh, so like, this is like me on autopilot 
where I'm here, you're gonna get a response from me. I'm going I'm going through the motions of things, but my mind is somewhere else. So I'm here in the physicality. And you're still giving me a lot of good interaction. Yeah. But sometimes I have seen it. You're you're, you're uh, distracted. For sure. You're, you're thinking you're in that thought space. And it's cool to talk to somebody currently experiencing that because we all go through that. And what triggers it and how long we stay in that space I want to explore yeah and so I appreciate you being vulnerable enough and bold enough to take us along there with you um, because it will empower not just you but other people seeing how you address this adversity but Chewy oh I definitely see uh, I'll, I'll probably be in this state for a good 10 days mm-hmm. Probably about a good ten days, man. That's what you'll give yourself, or that. Or speak to that. What is this time frame that you're? That's putting? not necessarily what I'll give myself, but that's when I feel like certain things will be resolved. Okay, in the uh, grand scheme of things, that's pretty quick. Ten days. Yeah. Right. Right. Ten days. Ten days, I mean, ten, you're ten days be is short. You know. Crazy different. Uh, which is just what. It's just more so like. What yeah. you're feeling right now yeah. feels real right now. Yeah. Uh, but about 10 days, hopefully I'll be able to start transitioning back into a flow state. Um, what can we control about it and what do you have no control over? The fact that... It, well, 10 days is 10 days, so I have no control <laughs> over the time. Yeah, you have no control over... <laughs> From this moment to ten days, to 10 I can't. Days I can't now. make ten days from now happen. You don't faster. know what the thoughts are going to be going through anybody's mind is yeah. ten days from now. Yeah. So we're not. You're not going to think about it. I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to do here because I'm not going to tell you how to feel what you're feeling. Oh, dude. I mean, it's yeah. It's not uh because I, I was in a in a position in my life where I felt this sensation of purgatory of not knowing what's going to happen and it steals your peace when you're driving you're like zoned out you're thinking about the the machinations of that problem in your mind and so when you come it's like the fighter that's been their games off because obviously that's got to be the most challenging thing and then the week of the fight Everyone's making a big deal and the, everything intensifies and when it comes to the moment I feel like there's a fighter that is more present than the other one I don't know if that's the case maybe both of them and their truth feel like they're all there yeah. but one of them seems like he lost the fight before he even started it not always the case you know I'm being very general here but the mm-hmm. mindset of of how you start yeah, is so important. Uh, how, how? What is the? What is the mindset that you or the intention that you want to set right now to cause the impetus for you to get unstuck? 
the mindset um, is, is, is going to be somewhat separate from the unstuckness. Okay. For me, like, the mindset is just um, peaceful resolution. You want there to be peace amongst everybody there. Yeah. A, a peaceful resolution is the mindset. Um, regardless of what happens after that, I will most likely be unstuck. You will uh, be unstuck. I will. I will be able to because the situation. The we've been more stuck before, bro. <laughs> you will be unstuck because the, uh, the the situation has has passed. Yeah. Um, and it's just like right now. It's like, like I said, man. It's just a feeling of autopilot. There's, the, there's nothing I could do. But this is life too, you know. If we always are waiting for the game day, and then we're thinking about that moment, that moment, that moment, then also all this, this beautiful chunk of ten days before that, was de- devoted to overthinking a moment. Over, you already have a response to something that might be said. And so you're gonna you're gonna lead with what you already practice, even if it's like out of sync, right, with what's going on. Not if you practice every scenario. <laughs> but how exhausting, you know. Well, that's where I'm at. Yeah. It's that, like I said, man. I, I don't. Will like, it give you the peace that you want, though? I don't like not knowing. I don't like the uncertainty. And I want to really, speak to that. And Can I speak really, to that? Yeah. Then it's really difficult for me to sometimes be okay not knowing but go ahead we were out there broken down in Kirtland New Mexico Mm -hmm. and I was having that feeling of not knowing and you quickly put it out you said I have a certainty that I will be coming back home you said I know I'm getting back home oh yeah and so at that moment even though we didn't have a resolution to the legitimate problem that had us broken in the road Mm -hmm. you gave me a sense of peace of saying okay I know that at least he's 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 okay and then it was my I could still be in a position where I'm not getting rest but I knew to perform tomorrow I must relax and just surrender to the fact that I don't know I might go into tomorrow and get knocked out but I'm gonna do it with all of me, you know, yeah. I'm gonna be the one there that's checked in. And I think that'll go a lot in the fight. <laughs> you know, it'll, the way that you show up, yeah. uh, I want there to be peace. If you want that, well, I think you address that from the very beginning. Address the fact that you know that there's conflict between y'all and say, hey, I'm gonna do my best so that this works while I'm here. For for me, so it's uh, physical problems are always easier to deal with than uh, mental, emotional, spiritual problems. Definitely uh, harder for me personally. You just got more training um, in the other one, you know. Yeah, it has its place. But yeah, it's if just that's uh, the environment you're in, the way things get resolved, then you're going to become good at defending yourself in that way. Yeah. 
is a different school, you know, and it and it has its place. Mm. There are moments where people will if if you don't defend yourself in in, in a physical way, they can take advantage of you, right? But then it feels so often the case where we get taken advantage emotionally, you know, and then we're feeling unheard, unseen, unvalued, you know, and the own insecurities within myself, well, I'm just waiting for somebody to say that trigger for me that makes me feel little. And then as soon as I hear that, then I believe it to be true. And what I need to do is just be in that place where the hurt is until I felt it all as much as I can feel it and and be open to, to, to having that feeling and then Okay, now what? I think it becomes a lot more clear what the next move is when you're all in on your last move. Yeah, it, it, it that definitely helps more because uh, you're there. You know, uh, it's you, you get to trust that gut a little bit more versus when you're thinking about it, there's no gut kicking in. You're a very gut-centered person. That's why. That's why you making decisions from like a more cerebral place. Mm. I think that you need to be more here in your body. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know. This is this is something where I might deviate from a lot of people, but I think in your mind, think about if everything went wrong. If the relationships had to end, if all this had to play out the way it played out, what would that feel like? And where would where would that leave me? And even with that happening, you would still be you. You know, I'm not saying that that's the the outcome that you want, but yeah. you would still be you. Your ability. I, I think it makes you a different you, though. Oh. You know, uh, so. Without a doubt. Um, I don't when I when I think about things in my head I don't necessarily think about them I do sometimes think about about it from a more negative side but I try to think about it from a more probability standpoint what's more likely to happen which has a lot of gut feeling to which it. has gut feeling to it to I, I guess to a degree but it's still more mental because the reaction isn't as mental, it it distorts it though. Because it, it, it can't be the same. Yeah. No matter. Because you start having gut sensations over yeah. what you think, and those realities start to diverge from the actual action. So, uh, yeah. For now, you know, if y'all see me out there, the next couple, you know, ten days or so, just know like. I'm on autopilot. I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's just more so, um, 
You're speaking to it, bro. Uh, a lot of people feel this and don't say it. Yeah, it's just more so uh, a little bit slower on autopilot. A little bit. You're missing out, too, on what's going on around you. Um, A little bit. Yeah, to a Your degree. resolution is going down. Like, you're seeing, but it's going to be fuzzier. It's, yeah, yeah. So you're no, not going to hear everything. Right you're not going to hear everything. And when enough, when the resolution and quality is off enough, yeah. the information that you might get at one point might just reinforce the negative feeling that you have or vice versa, you know? Uh, I, I mean, I'm not in any rush to see you get out of that place either. I think if you need to feel it, yeah. feel it. <laughs> um. uh, but I ain't gonna let you be stuck forever, dude. I'm at least as part of being your friend. Yeah. I'm going to do what you would do for me, and encourage you, and tell you I love you, and that this is a moment in time, just like all the other ones that have come before it, and you have felt a whole range of feelings and emotion other than the one that you're feeling right now. So when that feeling that it's not gonna end and it feels, you feel the weight of the heaviness of it, that's the moment where we gotta show up, dude. You gotta show up to yourself and and believe, you know, without a shadow of doubt that you got your back, bro. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I def I'm definitely good on that. Uh, it's just more so like uh, I'm like I'm not too like in that sense I'm not worried about anything. I think I missed it right there at the end. Let's let's get back. To it's just more so. Uh, no, I mean you. I I think you spoke to it very well. Um, You definitely spoke to it very well. It's just more so for me. It's just, I need 10 days. That's it. You know? Fair enough. And we'll give you those 10 days. I don't need you to be the chewy performing. Yeah. If I, I just need you to be chewy, bro. And, it, and, and I, I never really feel like it's, you know, necessarily performing, but just more, um, more present, you know. I would like that. More, cool. It's definitely more here right. than you never know like being more split-minded. Yeah, you know, it'll make you more effective in the moment of action. Things I to not have to not have the out of if I should have gone this way. Just I'm going this way. Yeah, um, which is why I think sometimes the schedule helps. Yeah, especially for folks like us. Where, uh, uh, like, that having that set schedule does help. For sure. Because um, you know where you have to go. So it's easier to get, it's easier to stay on autopilot sometimes if that's what you're looking for. Or maybe not necessarily then, looking okay, for so, a need. So the autopilot thing, just a little bit before, we were talking about the people working the nine to five jobs. Yeah. So now you're in their boots all of a sudden. With the thinking it's and just, the moment of action, taking the plunge, it's you know, just slightly the easier. Job. 
just slightly easier to not have to uh, think. It it allows you to. But then your whole life passes, and you didn't do any thinking for yourself, and yeah. someone put you onto a track that suited them. Yeah. This is your moment. You're you got full control of your character, bro. <laughs> um. If I mean, you need 10 days, then you need the 10 days. I believe so. But what uh, if you only needed 9? Are you going to suffer on the ninth day just because you got to make it to 10? Well, it's probably um, pretty... 10 days is pretty close <laughs> to what I need. Uh, yeah, it's good for you, bro. You know, I don't think a lot of people think about it that way. Well, it's, it's more so like... I, I think about it like in 10 days I have something to do. Um, or about you know and I can't do that something any faster I'm excited to see you in this <laughs> place bro I feel uh, that I've been to see a part of you that is it's, dealing with adversity and that's when you really see somebody it's uh I will tell you it's, it's probably a more closed off side yeah uh, less very probably but very it's part less of you, exciting you know um it's one of those things where like like i said man the lights are on but like i'm barely home <laughs> <laughs> and so you've been having a great conversation um whenever it is that this changes we're gonna know, we're gonna hear the difference and we're gonna be able to be like oh yeah this is true we was feeling this way on this day and then on this other day uh, when when the time has come, all the pressure and anxiety is gonna be gone. All of a sudden, everything that you were feeling is gonna be gone, and maybe there will be another thing to fill its place, or maybe I, I try not be... to put, I try not to put too many of those things in there, man. <laughs> I really do. I, I try to I try to stay away from those things. Um, not that I want to you know avoid them forever, but I definitely try to uh, to a, to a degree not invite them. I do enough like random thinking that I don't like to uh, overthink. What has worked for you in the past? You know, not saying that it has to work this time. To stop overthinking? Yeah. The time comes and the, 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 and, and the thing's over. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it, man. It's, uh, I, I will continue to overthink it until it's done. There's no there's once once I start overthinking it I won't stop overthinking until we're we're through the situation. I remember. I don't think there's yeah I don't do you, do you is there anything that helps you stopping from overthinking? I remember being in. I'll answer this after I say this. I remember being in marching band as a kid, and even before that, being in the symphonic band at the middle school. And the feeling that I would get when we got a new piece that we had to rehearse to be able to play at the end of the week, and the feeling of how at the beginning of the week, I really didn't want to practice all that much. There other things that I wanted to do. Obviously, I like playing the instrument, but not to the point where I was devoted to it. So then as the days would approach getting closer to the time when we had to be one-on-one -on -one in front of the instructor playing and they were gonna judge you, putting you in kind of order of how well you performed, mm -hmm. 
I could feel this anxiety and this narrowness build and the nervous energy in a sense was kind of addictive because it felt like at least I was working towards the problem by putting all of my being into it you know mentally wise but then when it came down to it I would just freeze up at the time to perform when it was time to put the thing to my lips I would just be so jittery out of my mind that I wasn't able to play that instrument even to the even to the ability that I had practiced it to. I performed less than what I had practiced um, oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't that the worst either. I was always in the top band. I always performed good enough, but I was not ever the best. Yeah. And so I think that that had a lot to do with that, how I went about the process of learning the instrument. For me, it was, I loved it until I had to work at it at a minute level where you just had to sit there and get the rhythm of it and get the the way that your mouth because I played the trombone the way that you have to form the shapes and your lungs and all this to get the sound that you want um, so that's a moment in time where I can relate to where I was over and over again in this cycle of overthinking and I didn't really change anything, so it was always a part of me. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't, at some point, you know, I was like, okay, I think I'm exhausted of this. I'm, I'm gonna do something else, right? At a certain point, I lost the love of it, and and I stopped. And so I think that it's important for me now to whatever I'm doing have the right mindset and you always have a great mindset and sometimes it's tougher than just setting the intention it's how do I meditate when my mind is just non-stop wandering non-stop wandering how can I do yoga when I feel unsettled today you know I feel all jittery and I need to move around or how can I just sit in peace knowing that there might be chaos in 10 days time or there might be a complete peace mm -hmm. uh, those are really powerful human moments and I think those define us the the things that we know that we must address and having to sit between that time of when you thought I must address it to you addressing it yeah. how do you how do you be in peace in that place how do you find stillness in that place it's different for everybody I like thinking about my own truth you know and speak to the things that I've told myself before uh that I think are a place like a good one of my like a good place that I, I can think of at that time. Like for example, if I'm I'm talking to a relationship, right? And how I know that there's a conflict between us. How do 
I bridge the gap to you without the same time protecting my own fragileness so that I don't feel like I'm going way out of my way to be in relationship with this person and it not being reciprocated. So being able to get that self-value for me and saying, even if this person rejected me completely, I would still be me. And that's not the outcome that I want, but I'm willing to accept it. And when, I, when I'm willing to, to do that, then all of a sudden that moment of tension, I feel it now. Mm-hmm. And just like you were saying with the cold water therapy, you know, you feel it, the tension, you feel the tension, and then you focus on actively feeling it and letting it go. Feeling it and letting it go. And like you saw, like whenever I was in the water, it was a lot tougher for me to tap into that mindset than it was for you at that time. But it's a muscle, I think, that we can train in a sense. It's your feelings, though, so what's to be trained, right? It's how you feel, and it's your mind thinking, and it's the whole machination. So just me speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, it's... I think it's tough to, you know, really speak on, man. Um, But it's just, uh, you just got to... Or I, I, at least for me, so I just stay in the moment. Yeah. Stay in, like, but, but it sucks because that moment is here in my head mm-hmm. and I'm living in a different moment. But yeah. for me, I still stay on the future moment, I guess. I'm glad you're saying that. I've felt that before. I'm sure other people listening to it have felt it or are feeling it. Yeah. That's a fair way to feel. About yeah, I, I think, and I think the best way I could describe it is a sense of autopilot. Never too late to start living your life, you know. I love to say that there's no climb best. It's not too late to all of a sudden kick it into gear and you sending it. Yeah. You never know when when that moment of inspiration will just boot you up, dude. And uh, things can shift. As quickly as they settled in, they can shift. It takes an idea. It takes a spark of all of a sudden everything is different. And the situation hasn't changed, but you're on fire. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. felt it before. It feels like magic, dude. Whenever you all of a sudden can just be yourself, full control, in the present. Yeah. Or at least the feeling of that, right? Who knows if you actually have full control, but... <laughs> I mean, as full control as, as you can have, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I enjoyed this part of the conversation. I appreciate you being vulnerable, and I think that this really speaks to a lot of the climbers in our community, a lot of the people listening um, can surely relate. And um, to talk about next week a little bit, we're going to be having Aaron. Do you know Aaron's last name? 
somewhere. We'll be introducing the top. We'll go with S for now. Say it once again. S. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I'm. I'm trying to see if I can find it, but I'm pretty sure it starts with an S. And so we'll introduce him properly next week. He took the invitation to come out to our studio and share a little bit about his background in sports medicine. I believe he's a surgeon. Um, I think radiologist. We'll, we'll, we'll know, and, and the conversation will be interesting, especially for athletes that have um, stress-related injuries uh, in the joints, in the vertebrae. I think that we'll learn a lot as to how we can uh, continue staying in movement and in motion even after injuries, right? Yeah. So tune in with us next week. We're really excited that the podcast is getting into a rhythm even when we're feeling out of rhythm and i appreciate you chewy for coming along on this journey and i hope that you felt heard and listened to and that we're cheering for you bro thank you thank you thank you and well said man (laughs) all right brother we'll see y'all next week next week